All right, welcome to our OTW Bite Size Edition. I'm Zain Nabi. I'm your host. With me, I've got our regular Courtney Freeze. I never get bored of saying this. Former Premier Soccer League winner with Manning Rangers in South Africa in 1996. And joining me is Edwin Khaswe, who we've nicknamed the Lion of Johannesburg, a man who's been in the game for over 20 years and is currently the assignments editor at ENCA, the 24-hour news network in South Africa. Edwin, thank you for joining us today. No, thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Awesome. Um, Edwin, one of the things that we love talking about on our pod, and we love to imagine we're sitting around the braai, are our favorite football moments. So I've got to ask you, what's your most iconic football moment? What's your favorite football memory? Well, I would have to say at national level, um, hosting the 1996 Africa Cup of Nations was the highlight. Uh, I'll talk about maybe my moment at club level. But uh, I remember that we had a group of friends. We tried to attend as many matches as we could that we uh, yet to be finished uh, FNB Stadium at that point. Um, You know, if you look at it now, it's like chalk and cheese. Um, we were obviously uh, following all the players, and I had this friend of mine. He's the only one in the group, you know, who were youngsters trying to make our way in the world at that point. He was the one with the car, and he had bought a fish at the fish market, tied it to the bonnet of his car as a tribute to uh, the Mark Fish and the rest of the boys who were doing duty in the Africa Cup of Nations, uh, culminating, of course, with that famous final against uh, Tunisia with uh, Mark Williams um, winning it for us. So that, 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 I would have to say, was the highlight of uh, my being a football fan, if I could put it that way. Well, I tell you, Edwin, I'm like, and I want to bring Courtney in here, I'm impressed with the tribute. I'm impressed with the fish on the bonnet. But we live in, we live in South Africa, right? Well, I used to live in South Africa, split my time now between continents. I'm a high flyer. But I got to tell you, like that starts out as a good idea, surely. And at some point, that fish is going to start smelling. (laughs) It was was a a very strange, as South African thing as you could possibly come up with. Yeah, I mean, the fish didn't last too long, you know, but... He was driving around with this fish tied on his bonnet um, for a couple of days, uh, particularly, I think, from around the semifinals. <laughs> um, you know, because it was the euphoria of the moment. I don't know how he came up with that idea, but it just stands out for me even after all these years. Courtney, what do you remember of the 96 uh, AFCON? That was such an iconic moment for being a young South African with dreams to either play football or watch their national team. And what I just remember is the energy that there was within the community, within the country. I knew from the second game going in, we're going to win this tournament because the team just looked different. I was so desperate, desperate the South African kit that they used to wear at the time and you've got a replica jersey I can't get it anywhere I still have it and you can't have it from me and I'll tell you it was made by Robbie D. Kappa Kappa were making our kit at that time and I was desperate for that kit because it meant so much that I don't own another South African kit I don't own one 
that's the one I wanted. That's how much that team meant to me at that time. I felt like I had a place in the team. That's how much the team resembled me as well. You know, we had had, uh, Tinkler, we had Fish, we had Shoes, Lucas Radebe, Fulma Singer, uh, Sean Bartlett, uh, Mark Williams, Helmut Kalele. We had players, I'm telling you, entertainers as well. Man, I wish I could find that jersey. You're taking me back. You're taking me back. You're rolling me down memory lane. Go on, Edwin. Give us your club highlight. That's a, that's an amazing start. How do you match this? Uh, it, it has to be it has to be Orlando Pirates Champions League 1995. You know, it, there's there's no other moment. And unbelievably, against all what people were thinking, um, that you know, the Pirates have a, a chance to win the Champions League. And, and, and to do it away uh, was the cherry on top because they, they were not given a chance. And, you know, if, you, if I could see Jerry's Cosana in my mind as, as I speak to you, how he just made that goal, you know, rounding the keeper. And the only player could do something like that. Uh, at that period in time, the Champions League was played over two legs. Yes, it was. And um, Pirates drew the first leg in Johannesburg at the old FNB Stadium. I remember they played on an extremely hot day. I think they drew two all and they had to go away to play. And there was just no way they were seen to get the result. I can remember all the articles building up that week in the paper and uh, the whole game. I, I remember watching the game, terrible pitch. Bad conditions, and Pirates were defending for most of the game. And then Edward Mutale, a lot of people know him as my gents, pumps this ball out of defense, pumps it. And Jerry's Kosana, old Thunder Legs, is waiting on the halfway line, gets the ball, fights his way through, goes around the keeper, sneaks it in. I didn't even celebrate because I didn't expect the goal. What a moment in South African history. If you remember, do you remember Pele's miss of the century? It was almost the same thing where he rounded up the keeper. Yes. But, but in, Pele's, in, in, in Pele's moment, he, he, he missed the goal. But it was a similar sort of a situation that Jerry's Cosana found himself in at the same level as the great yes. Pele. But he grabbed the goal on that afternoon and the rest is history. We've been living on that star for years. I, I, t- I tell you, you guys are rolling back the memories. And one not related to this is, you know, when you talk about those iconic goals and you've described um, the one that was scored by um, by, by Skosana in the um, in the in the um, in the final, the one that stands out in my mind is the absolute banger from Full Masinga that gets us to the World Cup in '98. And Courtney Courtney's famous saying is. I don't know how he scored that because <laughs> he doesn't score. Well, well, Fulmer Singer and his career, Fulmer Singer and his career, what he did in his career when he went into Europe, when he went to Bari, and the type of play he became is unbelievable. But he never scored goals like that. He did not score goals like that. He was the lanky, tall, uh, aerial, hold the ball up. And I just remember this ball bouncing 
just inside the halfway line um, at FMB and Phil Masinga rifling this thing into the top corner on a volley with those beautiful copper green shorts and the kit I'm still fighting to get. A sleeper goal. If we're ever going to go on a plane somewhere, that's got to be the jet fuel that sends us. Well said, yeah. well said. We'll leave it there. I just have one question, Edwin. Does the clock now work at Soccer City? Yeah, <laughs> the clock works at Soccer City. What uh, question is that? Was it not working before? <laughs> it wasn't working for the African Cup Nations final in 96, I can tell you that. <laughs> Listen, that stadium is gone. It doesn't exist. In its place, it's got one of the top stadiums in the world in terms of look, in terms of capacity, in terms of beauty. And the clock is electronic, by the way. <laughs> Bring back the old clock. Bring back the old clock. Anyway, guys, that's where we'll have to leave it. This is full time. Edwin, uh, thank you for joining us on our Bite Size podcast today. Courtney, as always, a pleasure. Have a good week, lads. Have a good week, gentlemen. Yeah.